How do you even start the process? The process of moving towards your heart's desires. There could be numerous times in your life that you have just felt this need to change. Today, I'm speaking with Carla Ogunrinde, the former vice president of technology and operations for the largest global provider of insurance in the world. She's a female executive at the very top of her field, and from one day to the next, it actually sounds like it was one minute to the next when you hear her story, but really, from one day to the next, Carla decides, yep, that's it, I'm done. Three months later, she leaves her high-profile position to pursue what she wants. So before I share this chat, I want to thank you for subscribing, rating, reviewing the Gift to Shift podcast. Your feedback matters, and I'm so grateful to be able to use my voice to give others a platform to share their stories. We are all connected through our stories. So if you haven't done so yet, go to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever listening platform you're on right now and share your thoughts. I can't wait to read them. This year will go down in the history books as we are shifting and pivoting and changing at a very rapid rate. Given all that's going on in our world today, it kind of leaves you asking some pretty deep questions about what exactly you want, what you don't want, what's important, perhaps giving you a little bit more courage to step outside your comfort zone and explore something new. If this is you, reinventing yourself is not easy, but it's definitely worth it. I've done it many times, and it's the reason why I started this podcast. I expect there'll be more on the way. But today, I'm just touching the tip of the iceberg of what this process looks like, and Carla does not disappoint. She speaks about her own journey to entrepreneurship and her business, intent coaching and consulting, which will be in the show notes, and which tools she used. Carla is insightful. She's an incredible teacher. She has a natural gift to lead and support. She's a good friend of mine, and I love the way she connects the dots. Carla shares so much, and I have to tell you, I was totally blown away by her responses. So let's get to it. Listen in as we go deeper. Okay, so you're in your daily workflow. You are the vice president Mm -hmm. of technology and operations for the largest global provider of insurance in the entire country. I'm not sure in the entire world, probably. And the thought comes into your mind and it says, hmm, I need to be doing something else. (laughs) What? was that like? I mean, mind blow. I mean, for me and I'm outside and plenty of people would be so honored and privileged to have a position that a female woman of color. And here you are. I have a few questions about that. What exactly did you do with that thought when it came Mm. into your head? What did you do with it? Did you ignore it or did you pay attention to it? Um, it's such a great question. Thanks for the, for putting me back in my office on that day. Um, because I totally remember, I totally remember because, um, I, I literally got up, it was the end of the day. It was, I think a random Wednesday and I literally got up, pushed my, myself away from my, my desk. I got up and I just sat there and I mean, I stood there and it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I think I'm done. And I went to my boss's office and I said to her, I said, you know what? Because I love to declare things, right? I do it all the time. Oh my gosh. I, I declare things all the time. I'm going to go take a shower. I'm going to go wash the dishes. So I declare things all the time, big and small. 
And so I went into her office and I made this declaration. I said, you know what? I think I'm done. I think I'm done here. Okay. Pause. And- <laughs> pause. 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 So That's yeah, literally how it happened. Are you serious? So there I'm was very serious. So you had the thought and you acted on the thought without any research, without plan. any planning, without speaking no. to your significant other, without no. any other perspective, except what? There was and and so so that story is real life. Her rea- her reaction to it was to do this. She goes, Oh, hold on, wait for me, wait for me. I'm heading out too. And she grabbed her purse. <laughs> She grabbed her purse and her keys. And I said, no, 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 no. I don't mean like for the day. I mean like period, like here, this whole thing. And she said, what are you talking about? I said, no, I feel like I think I'm done. I'm done with this corporate, this part of my life. I'm done with corporate and this part of my life. She goes, what are you talking about? She goes, who did it? Who made you mad? And I said, no, no one made me mad. I really feel totally at the end of it. And I don't know what's going to come next, but I feel like I'm at the end of it. Okay, and so- she says, you're just tired. And I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> sure. I said, I'm not. Um, but but what, what I will say is that even though that seemed dramatic, mm-hmm. and maybe someone looking in, like maybe my mother to say, are you crazy, right? It seems dramatic. When you think about it, there were many, many seeds planted beforehand. And what you mean, when you say seeds, what do you mean by that? Prior to that, that was in 2012. Okay. Six years prior- I had gone through coach certification training. Okay. At, when I was at Johnson and Johnson, so I was um, I was an IT executive at J and J, vice president there, and I had a lot of mentees, a lot of mentees, twenty plus, which is obscene amount of number of people. Right. And it was from people coming up to me or my colleagues saying, "I'm having trouble with this person, and would you?" take them under your wing. And, and, and it was very organic and formal type of request, but I love them. And I decided at J&J, I said, you know what? It's becoming harder and harder to shift from a meeting, a business meeting to a person that I'm supporting and sitting next to. And so what I'm going to do, instead of going through that shift throughout the day, I'm going to dedicate my Fridays to people and I'm only going to mentor on Fridays. And I went to my boss and I told him this. And he says, well, what, what does that mean? Are you not going to be here? I said, no, no, I'll come. I'll be here. But I'm only doing mentoring on Fridays. So I'm not doing any other meetings. And he said, I don't know what that's going to look like. But I, what does everybody else say? What do your colleagues say? And I was like, I'll go talk to them. And I did. And they asked the same question. I said, no, I'll be here. But I'm just going to do people. And they're like, okay. I said, let's just see how it works. I, this may not work at all. But let's just see. I did that for two years. I did that for two years to where other people would, my colleagues would come into my office and say, I know that this is your people day, but I put something on in your, in your box for Monday. And it's like, okay, cool. And then they started to adopt it. So I went through coach training because my boss, that same guy said, mm-hmm. you know, you and I are kind, cause we, our offices were like on the bookends, the corner offices on, on the bookends of the floor. And I had his largest organization in the group. So we were, when he was, I was the person, right? And he said, you know, we do a lot of mentoring. And I say, yeah, we do. But at Johnson & Johnson, that's a, that's a value of leadership at J&J, right? You have to um, advance people, promote people. Who you are as a leader included people. And so it was ingrained in us. And he said, there's this program, this coaching program that I, I, I heard about. Someone close to me went through it. I think we should do it. 
And I said, I do not have time for that. Um, I was in school. I was in a master's program. I said, I'm in school. I have this, I have this, and I can't do it. And he goes, no, 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 come on, come on, come on. And he says, we're going to pay for it. And so it's not inexpensive. And I said, okay, fine. That was nine months of real work, real work. To go through a coaching program, it breaks you all the way down. It, it, you unlearn a lot of things that you thought was your identity. Right. And it's very disorienting. That's right. So he and I would be in these, he was in a a New Jersey um, class and I was in a New York class because I lived in New York. And we would come into work having gone through something like a peer class or something during the middle of the day. And he'd walk into my office. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing with this thing. And I'm good. I can't keep going. And I'm good. Cause you want to, you want to bolt so many times you want to run for the exit. And right, so he and it's I, all about, it's all about you. <laughs> and exactly. It's totally about you. And, and you, you can't and run from you. You cannot run. And, and when you're doing this in the midst of running a business, right at J and J, right. It's like, well, how do I, have I been doing it wrong? And how, so it's very disorienting, but he and I kept each other company. And so it's, we would do that. It's very disorienting if you are in corporate America yes. and you're doing the coaching program, right? Because, because there's two different models totally. of how you coach, lead, and grow. Exactly. It has to be within a construct in order to um, make money, have a profit, and support an organizational structure that is about um, limited resources, right? A pyramid type of a structure. Sure. Only so many people at the top. So all of that happened. And so when I talk about seeds planted, that one seed was, I'm only going to take my Fridays because what I decided was I want to do more of this more often. And so I, I rearranged my schedule in my life so that I could accommodate that. I didn't know then that that was a seed, but that was a seed. Right. When he then said, we should do this coaching thing together. And I kicked and screamed and threw a tantrum and I said, I don't have the time and blah, blah, blah. And I did that. Huge investment of time, emotional energy. It was was life-changing, not to be dramatic, but it was life-changing. That happened. I then left and through that, before I left, through that work, I realized that my entire career had been coaching. I, right. I, I led technical people. I led engineers, developers my whole life. I have never once taken a computer software class. I have never once taken any type of um, my very last science class or math class. I, I celebrated in the parking lot. I am not, my major is English. So when I said I was in school getting my master's, it was in English lit. So I've never taken computer science. So all I've ever done was coach my teams to be their best and then get out of their way. So all of these seeds were being planted to where by the time I got to 2012 on that Wednesday, I was simply following what was already, or at least picking up the harvest of what was already a known thing. I didn't go to, I didn't, go to coach training to become a coach. I did not. Okay, right. You went because it was offered and it was something that would enhance your Exactly. Okay. So now this is a question that I have because it seems that it flourished so Mm -hmm. organically and it just came to be. But that takes an enormous amount of courage. There are people who are listening who hate their jobs or love their jobs 
or mm-hmm. um, want to transition or have a bigger goal or have a desire and a passion to do something that's different than what they're currently doing. Mm-hmm. And so what do you recommend? Do you recommend the research and the, the, the sustainability, the assured mm-hmm. path of the shift? Yeah. You recommend yeah. that to be the case? Because I, I don't know, do you think that, you know, I'm thinking that what you experience is not what most people do and right. how they react to that gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Maybe th- those years in coaching really gave you the, the foundation to be able to make those types of, of decisions. But most people have a See, difficult time making decisions. So what absolutely. do you to that? Tell me. Ab- absolutely. And you would think that maybe that came from coaching, but it didn't. Okay, um, so tell me where it came from. What I, it came from, from, you know, this is an old argument of nature and nurture, honestly. So, so I'll give you the punchline in terms of the recommendation first. My recommendation would be to do it your way and, and trust that, that there is, wouldn't it be beautiful if there was a blueprint, right? Mm -hmm. These are the 10 things that you should go do and then you'll be successful. That's not true. You know, sadly or, or joyfully, that's not true right? Which means that your way is the right way, but lean all the way into the way you do it. That's the only recommendation that I would have because I've been doing this way since I was on the playground, right? Not knowing it then, but this kind of leap and then we'll figure it out later has always been, you know, the way that I do things for good or for bad, right? So I, I, you know, left Johnson and Johnson and um, worked at Whirlpool for a little stint in Benton Harbor, Michigan. And everyone's like, what? You're a city girl. There's no way you're going to do Benton. And I said, like, I do it. I could do anything for a year. Turns out, no, I can't. Right. It was too, <laughs> it was too much of a shift. It was like, Oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but I don't, I leap first. I'll, I will say, Oh my God, it's going to be amazing. That cathedral in the sky when we build it. And then my team or the people around me, my family will say, okay, and this has come from training. Okay, no, that'll be beautiful. That'll be beautiful. How about if we start with one room, right? Yeah. So, so my husband will call himself the, the, um, the rock to my kite. Mm. Um, that's the way he calls himself the rock because I do get, I float, but then I get down to the business of the choice that I made, right? So I don't recommend that for everyone. Okay. Um, when I came home and I told him, um, I said that I was leaving. And he was like, whoa, whoa, hang on, time out. What do you mean? And um, it took three months for my boss to take me seriously wow. because she thought that I was having a moment, right? And sure. not until we were um, talking about um, the budget for next year, in that meeting, because I had been telling her, I'm not going to be here, I'm not going to be here. So we're in a meeting with a, other people on the team, and we're talking about money. And usually that's, you know, that's a bloody meeting, right? And sure. everyone's fighting for their peace. Right. And I said, I'm okay with either way. I said, I'm not going to really be here. So, and she said, would you guys excuse us for just a minute? <laughs> and we stepped outside. Right. And she says, seriously, you have to stop saying it. I said, seriously, you have to start listening to me. I'm not going to be here. And she said, the minute that I make this public, like we're not going to be able to take it. I said, I'm fine with that. And then we worked to make sure that I got, you know, money that, you know, was, was, was going to be helpful and everything else. And so, but that's how that went. 
So I wouldn't recommend everyone else doing this, but if planning is something that is a strength of yours, then plan, but not to the point where it par um, paralyzes you. Right. Plan, plan for the very next step. Okay. And only that. And only that because it mm -hmm. can be overwhelming when yes. you're thinking about, okay, this is what I want to do. She's done it. If she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. You know? And so sometimes the disconnect could mm -hmm. be in the base between trusting yourself and trusting yes. the process exactly. because the you, trusting yourself, maybe you got, you, you, you have that under control and you're like, okay, I got this. I have the skill set. I know I can do this. Mm -hmm. But then the process is completely different totally than different. trusting yourself. And so there's always this kind of um, meshing Absolutely. of, you know, moving to the next step in your life. And mm -hmm. the um, tools that you need only probably found internally. And that's why Absolutely. I love this podcast because every single person I'm talking to mm -hmm. has their own set of skills, tools, yes and what blueprint work for them. Exactly. And maybe you can find a piece of that that resonates with you to say, hey, I never thought about it that way. Yeah, that right. might be a good option for me to do. And mm -hmm. so did you, do you now looking back, do you feel like you, um, you know, th that level of courage and trust um, was always there? Was there ever a time that you doubted or you thought, Yeesh, what have I done? What were the steps that you took um, to reduce that, you know, mental self-talk mm -hmm. that oftentimes will stop us dead in our tracks if yes. we're not aware of them? And so that's what I mean when I say your support that the coaching practice or not mm -hmm. the coaching practice, but what you've done prior in the, the coaching field kind mm -hmm. of did that help you reduce that negative self-talk? Did that help you in regards to um, trusting yourself more, trusting the, pra you know, the process? Um, so I'm curious to find out, would you have done anything different? Um, so no, I wouldn't have done anything differently. But that story, anyone's story in looking back, isn't absent hard, right? Hard is part of it. And I think sometimes we try to have a plan that's nice and neat and it's absent hard, right? It's absent all of those feelings of, oh my gosh, and, and not even so much what did I do, but what, what am I supposed to do next? And, and not having any, you know, quote unquote safety or security because that's what, that's what we yearn for, right? We, we, we're in search of peace and, 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 and plans and no stress. We're all, we're constantly in search of that, right? We're, and not even so much easy, but we just want to know, right? Because it makes us feel like we're in control and it makes us feel more safe on and on and on. Anything that's different comes with stumbling, feeling uncomfortable, feeling awkward, feeling unsafe, feeling like, um, if it's a, what, did, what have I done? It's, it's more, for me, it was more, I don't know what I'm supposed to do next. And this is, this is really uncomfortable. And for, for me, with the, the coaching helped with, in terms of tools, to trust that voice, right? That voice isn't something to silence. That's a voice that's saying, I am feeling so incredibly overwhelmed. And giving that voice as opposed to pushing that down and say, okay, well, it's a decision I made and so I'm going to have to run with it. Absolutely not. Yes, it's a decision you made, but it's going, absolutely going to come with 
I feel so uncomfortable and insecure. And today I don't want to get out of bed. Right. That is part of that story, right? In the moment, it's the thing that you're living through, right? And it's not easy. So none of it is easy. Whether you plan, plan for the very next step, you will absolutely have moments of, I don't know what step three, four, and five is. And so I'm feeling overwhelmed. If you're like me, and it's not binary, it's not plan or don't plan. But if you're like me and you leap first, part of the, so you're going to have a lot of euphoria over that, right? But then when you come down to it, it's like, oh, but what does this, what does this mean? How do I even define myself now? It's really hard. The leaping is easy for me. It's easy. The hard part are the details, right? And so I remember after I did this, um, I went to a, an event. It doesn't matter what it was. And up until then, my name was Carla, Carla Ogunrinding, and it was followed by the company that I worked for, right? Because that's the spaces that I was in, right? It was always about who are you and who do you work with? Right. And I'm at this event, and I'm now a coach, and I was so uncomfortable and awkward, and I didn't even know how to introduce myself. And I would introduce myself with all of these words about how I just left and I'm still kind of, and I'm not sure, but what I did it, what I did at MetLife and all this other stuff, because I didn't know who I was yet. Just because I made that big shift and I said, okay, I'm leaving. Now, who am I? Right. right? With stripped of that identity, well, who sure. am I? Yeah. And I had to, I had to be introduced to that person. That was hard. It was really, really hard. A lot of long walks miles, just walking miles until I walked into it, until it greeted me. Um, a lot of gospel music in my ears, right. a lot of tears. So it's not absent hard right. by any we, stretch. We live in a society from mm -hmm. social media to the way that we're raised and, you know, that things need to be perfect. Yeah. I'm all about this perfectionism thing. You know, mm -hmm. I have something on my computer that says progress, not perfectionism, because right. it totally stunts you. It can totally yeah. stop you dead in your tracks. Yeah. And then you have this whole sense of how we are defined based on what we do and not and what we have versus who we are. Mm -hmm. And so, right. you know, that level of you know, for lack of a better word, that sense of that loss of identity um, can be devastating if um, you don't understand that really that's the building block right. to what it is that you want to create in your life and what it, it is that you want to do. And the coaching piece in it, you know, it just so happens to be that we're both coaches, but you're also, you were a coach. And then did you find that even with that skill set that you had, you were able to support and coach yourself? Or did you need to look outside of that to be able to get that support for yourself when you were taking those long walks? Did you have, did you feel like you had enough resources and tools to do it on your own? Um, I didn't do it on my own. And, and, I, and I think, I think that's a really, inter not interesting. I think it's an important point that you make. Big things, hard things, are not intended to be done on your own. They're simply not. And so the things that you can do by yourself are important, but they remain by yourself. And, and they are, they, they, you know, they, they reach the edges of what do I know? What am I capable of? What can I do? And that's, that's the limits to where it reaches. And so when you're doing something that is really hard and challenging, part of that, part of that includes 
I'm going to need some help. I'm going to need other people that, that it includes that, right? Which is very hard when you're feeling um, unsure, uncertain, that, that insecurity makes you isolated, right? right? Because you want to have all, you want to have enough answers before you bring other people in, right? Because that, that, that whole thing about perfect, right? right? Before I bring other people in, let me make sure this and that, because I don't want it to seem half, halfway done. I don't want it to seem unprofessional. I, all of these things that you tell yourself, but hard is messy and it will absolutely include other people. And you get to say, I'm going to be really clumsy. The only thing I know for sure is this thing that I desire. That's the only thing I know for sure. That's the only thing that I can invite you to dinner. I'll buy you dinner. I'll have a cup, glass of wine. And I can speak to you for an hour about this desire that I have. The rest of it, I'm really going to need help and, and just help thinking. That's what that looks like. So yeah, I, I had a, um, one of my teachers in, in coaching um, institute, I asked for his help. I said, I'm about, I'm doing something really hard right now. And um, I know that it's right. I feel that it is. And I, and I leapt and, and I said, okay, this is, this is what's going to happen. And I'll figure it all out now that I've made the decision because that's simply my way of doing living this, this world. And he said, yes, of course. And so just to be able to, and he didn't help with the business or the practice. He helped with my internal um, struggle right. of, you know, well, so who are you now? And how do you describe yourself? Right. And even in my bio, just create, you know, changing my bio, the first paragraph was all about my corporate life. And say, like, yeah, but that's not who you are anymore, right? So it took years to get to a place where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I worked, I worked as in these areas, right? But it it will always require help. And I, I one thing I will say, I think it's important. We we grow up, um, society, parents, teachers, to for goals, right? Achieve this, achieve the American dream, get that house, get that job, make that money, right? And it's it's very specific. And then you have comparisons to see how well you're doing or how farther you have to go. And so that's what we're offered. And so it's very, it's part of this is unlearning some of that to introduce freedom into what else it could be, right? And all of that learning was given to us with love and caring, right? It really was. But it's, it's smaller than we're supposed to live. And so when we, and, and, when we accomplish it, we're restless because we're like, okay, so that's it. Right. It has to be more than that. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. That was it. I have the house. I have the, the two cars, but it has to be more than that. The minute you start to feel restless is when the exciting part happens. And that exciting part of hitting that ceiling of growth, that's where it gets really scary and it's exciting. And guess what? It's not a one-time thing. Because you'll get into a whole new box, right? A whole new space where it's like, I can move around. I feel good. I'm growing. I'm doing this new thing. You're going to hit the ceiling of that box too, right? And then there'll be another new thing. And so as long as it's always bigger than you, the thing that you desire, right? Because typically the thing that we want is for us, right? It goes back to surviving. It goes back to making sure that I have, making sure that my identity and I'm respected, on and on. The minute... We, that is already a given because it comes from someplace bigger. The minute that that's known, the things that we plan for are really not even for us. It's for everyone else. How do I serve? 
Mm-hmm. How do I? And then those are things that will outlive you, right? That's right. And now, now you know, now there's that's liberating, right? There's a freedom that comes from that. Girl, you better talk about it. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> where I'm at right now. This is why I'm here. This is why I'm talking with you. Yeah. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing right now because it exactly. is. It is um, my intention to provide a platform to be able to serve um, and to create a space. Uh, for my ability to be able to be a part of this revolution of freedom and joy and healing, because you mentioned some huge points. I mean, guys, uh, this is like mastery um, here when I'm listening to Carla in regards to support coaching and kind of really going deeper, but really it is, it's this sense that um, you will, you know, be at a place in your life where you number one need support and that it's okay to ask for that. I don't know if that's really ever taught that yeah, way, it is. you know, that it's okay to ask for help. That is a, that's a tool. That's a skill set, you know, and you have to practice it. It's, it's not like, okay, yeah, we, because we've been conditioned to think mm-hmm. that it is not okay. That's right. And, that's right. and then here we are, I mean, we can get into so much stuff because Mm -hmm. of that, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and our, you know, our parents and those people who raised us and those teachers, they did the best that they did based Mm -hmm. on the tools that they had. And so it, there comes a point where we do need to reach and create more for that really is about connecting to our higher selves and who we are and who we want to be, not what we have and what we do, but who we are and who we want to be. And that for me is inspiring because there's always hope. Yes. There's always hope, you know, even when if you're listening to this and you're just like, I just, I'm in the midst of whatever it is that you're in the midst of, there's always hope and there's always a possibility for you to shift and pivot and change and change your perspective reduces so much stress and allows you to be able to gather more information from Mm -hmm. yourself. You know, not from outside it's energy. Of you. It's energy. So talk it's to energy. me about energy because when I was reading your bio, I was so excited to hear more about how you incorporate energy into your uh, coaching practice. Um, so your coaching practice, which I love the name, Intend um, Coaching and Consulting, um, mm-hmm. and you say that you obviously you're a master practitioner, but tell me a little bit more about how you use the energy um, to unleash the uh, inner drive or this, this yeah. inner perspective in people? Um, so thanks for the question. It, it's at the center, the boundaries. It's everything that I do is energy. Um, I was trained as an energy coach from the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, IPEC, in 2006. And since then, um, like any great text, you evolve it and evolve it and evolve it, right? Um, and so for my practice and in intent, we use energy, but we use energy in a way that is, um, it provides choices and options for you. Meaning the energy work that we do is really combining the science with the practice. And the science simply means our brains are giving signals to our bodies all day long. Right. All day long. And it's simply an alignment of our thoughts, feelings, and actions in that order. And so if my brain is saying there's danger, or there's a threat, my body is very, very well toned to say, oh, there's a threat or danger. Okay, I got you. 
adrenaline cortisol will fill my body. My heart will race a little bit faster than it was at a resting spot. And all of that, not to get into too deep into the science, but I'm breaking down very complex cells into simple cells. That's the simplest way of talking about it. So that I can run really fast, right? I can, I can, I can lift cars off of babies. I can play even though I'm injured, right? I, I, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing that this system does, right? The minute my brain says there's threat or danger, my body goes like that, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is that our body doesn't know the difference when our brain is saying threat or danger and I'm sitting comfortably in my home on a Zoom call. Mm. And I'm listening to my colleague, my coworker, um, let's call him Brian, say, yeah, Carla, but that's really not the right numbers or why, we, why would we do it that way? Because the, the last time we did it, my brain says threat or danger to my idea, threat or danger to my ego, my reputation, my work. My body doesn't know the difference of whether or not I'm running out of the, the street from traffic or playing a game as an athlete. My body doesn't know the difference. So what happens is my body, because of that signal, starts to send adrenaline and cortisol. My cells are now breaking down into simple cells and that gets stored in my body. By the end of the week, without that being interrupted, by the end of the week, my shoulders are up under my ears. My back is hurting, right? I feel like I'm in a rat race. That's stress. But we, we talk about stress as a given and it doesn't have to be. So if I know energy, I can recognize what just happened because Brian said what he said. And it's seven different levels of energy that we won't go into, but I can recognize, ooh, I went right to level two because I wanted to battle back and defend my product. I made him the enemy and I was in threat. And in that moment of knowing, I've disrupted it. So my body is not just on an autopilot of adrenaline. I can pause and say, okay, so I hear he's not comfortable with this. I wonder why. Now, because I'm not under threat, I get, I get to be curious right. when I'm not under threat. I get to say what I want versus what I need when I'm not under threat. And so your body is just part of the whole process. We, we seem to dis, disconnect those two things. Right. And at the end of a Friday, we're like, oh my God, I can't wait for the weekend. Right. Because it, dis, dis, um, uh, it hasn't been interrupted at all throughout the week. The words that come to my mind are awareness mm-hmm. and, and choice choice yes and willingness yes because there's a habitual place in that mm-hmm. you know oh, we're totally. so comfortable in just well this is the way it's always been thanks so much that's, right. that's really good information but that seems like it's a lot of work i don't really understand it i'm just mm-hmm. going to continue to do the routine that i've always done and react in the ways that i've always reacted right and then there comes a time when you're like, oh, oh, I can't do this anymore. Exactly. And so, but you know, before that time comes, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's almost like, I mean, you're, we're laughing because <laughs> we Yeah, both- you, you honestly have to laugh to not cry. When, yeah. by, the time, by the time you're saying, I can't do it like this anymore, right? That's why I work with so many wonderful, wonderful, incredibly smart, brilliant, successful people. Those are the people I get to work with because they have, they, they are successful. They have, they have reached the epitome of all the things that they were striving to reach. And they're saying, exactly. And they're like, ah, 
right? Yeah. So ener energy is, is, it's like saying, you know, the sun is out there, right? Whether you put the block cover, you know, cover up the sun and put on shades or close the blinds, that's okay. But the sun is still there, right? right. Energy is still working in your body. And so this is, it would, it would never, ever work to try to beat someone over the head and say, no, 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 listen to how it works. Listen to the science. Right, that, right. that won't work, right? It will only ever happen when, when, like you said, awareness and, and willingness and choice really to say, right. what would it be? I can't do this anymore. What would it be like if it, would be, if it was different? And then it's just a practice. You know, you talked about daily practices and things and it, and it really is a practice. It does not mean that you don't go there. It does not mean, because you, you're there throughout the day. You're in these levels of energy that drain and, and break down those cells and create adrenaline in your body. That will always happen because we don't know everything, because we're not in control of most things. So absolutely, whether you're going to the airport and the plane is late, right? And you're like, oh, I did everything I was supposed to do. Why now it's, this is affecting my schedule, right? Right. To big things like a death in the family, right? right. Like lost job. Right. So in this moment that we're in, the world is full of what we call level one energy, which is this overwhelm, this hopelessness, because mm -hmm. we don't know what's going to happen. So right. it makes sense that we would all be here. Knowing energy simply allows you to interact with that and not try to push it down. That's all it does. Right. So a leader having a town hall meeting, if you stand in front of your audience today and you're trying to say, oh, but this is going to be great. And this is what we we're able to do because of COVID and it's different. We're just going to do it. And it'll be okay. You're missing them. You first have to acknowledge all of that level one energy in the room to say, this is hard for all of us because we and, don't know. And so you are really in the, in, in the midst of it. You are in the gut wrenching kind of mud of moving um, executives and leaders and companies to another level of understanding how they connect with mm -hmm. themselves, how they connect with others and seeing the, um, the, the repercussions of mm -hmm. this consistent daily kind of routine of things that they've done that are not working anymore. I mean, the yeah. shift that's happening within our country right now is immense. It is. And that is, um, you know, these are for me, this is like good, yummy, delicious stuff to really dig into. You're thinking about, mm -hmm. okay, so, you know, what new um, hobby should I take up next? <laughs> or like, you know, what should I do differently? Should I, should I go ahead and start a new book? Yeah. Okay. So how about I look into the this stuff, you know, this right. energetic work that is mm -hmm. happening and seeing how your body reacts to it and the management of it and the mastery of what it is that you need to do in order to create a different way of thinking, feeling and moving throughout the world. Because in that you get to heal not only yourself, but you really support the healing of others. Others. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and that is one of the um, most important things for me to be able to yeah. support and to serve. And so I resonated with so much. How can people find you, Carla? Tell me. Um, um, you're so sweet. I, I don't, I'm not on social media very much, right? You can, you, if you Google me, you'll find me out there. Um, I, of course I'm on LinkedIn. Um, Carla Ogunrinde on LinkedIn, you know, of, of course I'm there. Um, we, our site is, we're doing some really exciting things right now because of companies who want to do it differently. It's differently. 
So diversity, equity, inclusion, the way they've been doing it is, is insufficient, right? By, yeah. by, their, by, their, um, by what they want and what they desire. And so we're doing a lot of um, programmatic work, right? So I do speaking engagements, I do workshops, I do one-on-one coaching, um, and there's a balance, right? So I'll only take on a certain amount of one-on-one clients a year because we have full access to me, right? For, for the time that we're engaged. So, so there's that. And then the other part is the engagement, just the, just the speaking engagements or um, half-day workshops, things like that. And then the third thing is the programmatic work. You know, we'll bring people together as a cohort to go through something for a year, right? To, to create a program that, and every single thing, the foundation is energy. Mm. Simple as that. I right? love that. And the moment you know why you're doing what you're doing, you trace it all the way back to the thought the second that that happens, you're back in choice. And it doesn't mean a search for perfection, a search for peace. All of that is internal. That's right. All of it is internal. So. Yeah. And it's that inner control. Not, yeah. ex, you know, not controlling things particularly outside of you, but that inner authority of controlling yourself within. Yeah. So, um, I'm just so grateful for all your nuggets and all the great oh. things that you have shared. Thank you. Thank so you much. for inviting me. I'm so excited. Thank you for invi- I'm, I'm so excited for you. Anytime you call, it's an easy yes. Um, that's you're my sister. So anything that you need. So I love seeing you behind a microphone. Um, it's exactly where you're supposed to be. Oh, thank you, Carla. I was so intrigued talking with Carla particularly when she was talking about energy management and how that shows up in your body and what that means in regards to how you make decisions, how we make decisions and um, being conscious of that. I'm so grateful that she was able to really be a part of this conversation. And so if you love this episode with Carla, please share with others and, you know, they may hear something in her story that may inspire them to move. Tell your friends, go to whatever listening platform you have and rate, review and subscribe to the Gift to Shift podcast. We are building a community here and I'm so thankful for your presence. I want you to know that I read every word and it really lets me know what you like, what you want more of. And as always, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk next week.